0: Talk. the more I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, don't, I don't let anything, nothing's really hard as long as you time block it and tackle it. Like yeah. I wrote a book, like I had AD, like how did I manage to write a book? Like I wrote a book, <laughs> I got married again. I, uh, I'm i able to raise my kids and my stepkids in a manner that they are respectful to society and are good people. I. It's just, you just got to tackle things one by one, focus and uh, get it done. I'm not like that.
2: Yeah. I'm
1: only talking about it today because you asked yeah. about my challenges. And I want to be, I'm very um, <sighs> unfiltered.
3: I'll tell you, I don't care, I'm not going to hide.
0: At the School of Business at McMaster University, Fail Like a Boss challenges negative perceptions of failure to help our audience develop growth mindsets. Our mission is to empower our audience to take risks, build resilience, and stay driven. This year, we are introducing Fail Like a Boss podcast series, Season One: When the World Fails You. This podcast is aimed to share stories of resilience through failures internal and external to our control. During this podcast, we will be interviewing speakers who share their stories of failures, challenges, to learn about the tools and lessons they've collected so that we may learn from each other and apply them to our lives. My name is Miranda DeMossaru, and I'm a fifth year student at DeGroote School of Business. I'm studying marketing and sales, and I'm the founder of Fail Like a Boss. And I'm also excited to introduce our marketing director, Lauren Kiss, as co-host today.
3: Thank you, Samandra. I'm so excited to be introducing our podcast speaker today, Tatiana Landano. Tatiana Landano is the founder and CEO of Lindano Realtor Group, one of the largest real estate brokerage firms in Montreal with more than 100 agents and three offices. In 2008, she was offered an opportunity to be the star of her own show, The Property Shop, on the popular HGTV network. In 2014, Tatiana launched Real Estate High Rollers, a coaching business for other real estate brokers, where Tatiana and her team have developed a detailed step-by-step intensive program to help brokers achieve their dreams. Tatiana is also the author of Real Estate Unfiltered, published in October 2017. Overall, Tatiana's dreams big, and along with her loyal colleagues, has built Lindana Realtor Group into a billion-dollar real estate brokerage firm.
0: Yep. <laughs> So thank you Tatiana for joining us and to start off we'd love to hear about your journey um, and your experiences with challenges and failures that were both internal and external to your control and how did you approach them and how did you conquer them?
1: Okay that's a long-winded question. Um, so where would you like I like to oh, well first of all thanks for having me ladies And uh, you are uh, the first podcast for me for 2021. Um, With my TikTok popularity, I have been invited to um, all sorts of uh, wonderful opportunities like this one, and you are the first. So I I get invited to a lot of these, but somehow you intrigued me. So I uh, decided I would um, commit to um, being part of this podcast. You know, I had an issue with it as soon as you wrote me, right? Um, With the title of your, um, of your podcast, it drives me crazy. And you said we'd talk about it, but I regress. Let's get started with your question. And then we could talk about your, the title of your podcast later. Um, So I was a business girl since I was a kid. I don't know why um, I always thought money was important even as a child I, I guess maybe witnessing my parents my parents are Colombian immigrants and so I witnessed maybe like I just I don't remember it affect, affecting me like I was never scared uh, I think one thing once it really made me nervous My my father said to me I was very young I couldn't have been more than five and my father said, we're moving to Colombia. And I remember going into my drawers, taking a little plastic bag and packing my things. Um, and my mom like said, no, 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 we're not going anywhere. So maybe the argument was about money. I don't know. Or money was, maybe my parents talked about money a lot. Because at a very early age, but I can tell you I don't remember that, but at a very early age... I remember wanting to make money. Okay. So there were a lot of issues um, when, as I grew up then, so around five, I remember that at around eight, I remember money issues. Again, there was a recession. I don't know if you girls know about the history of economics in Canada, but there was a recession in the early eighties and it affected my father's business. And then again, I've probably heard the convos about having to work or cork. So this is what I'm hearing when I'm growing up. So I guess I've always been very helpful and take control of things because um, when you're in control, you could control things. And so I remember while the kids were playing outside, and I'm sure you've read this on the internet somewhere because I tell everybody I was selling lemonade and ice cream. So I'd be sitting in front of the house with my brother. And we'd be sitting there. And the kids would be playing in the middle of the summer. My mom would go to Food City. um, That was the grocery store at the time when I was young in Ontario. I was raised in Ontario. Um, My mom would go to Food City go through the back. She respected my uh, my branding. I remember thinking at a young age, I don't want the kids to think. And I was very young, so I couldn't have been more than eight. I said, I don't want these kids to know that I'm basically selling them Food City ice cream. I'm going to pretend it's my ice cream. So basically, (laughs) rebranding comes up when I'm like eight. And so here I am um, selling ice cream and lemonade. From ice cream and lemonade, it turns into garage sales. Um, So I made money with ice cream and lemonade. Then I, how did I come up with the garage sale uh, items? Basically, I would take my mom's stuff (laughs) and sell it. And I remember I sold my mother's wallet. Um, Just a wallet she had lying around that she wasn't using, like so many that we have, lying around in our drawers. And I just took it and I sold it and I sold it well. And I remember my mom saying, did you, where would you put my wallet? And I said, I sold it. And she's like, "To who?" And fortunately I had sold it to somebody down the hall. And uh, we lived in an apartment complex at the time. And uh, she went knocking on her door and said, I'm so sorry. Here's your money back. That's my wallet. Like, it's one of my wallets and so yeah I have been um, in sales at a very please from that so then we go to 14 years old at 14 while kids were studying for school on a Sunday I was selling um, beautiful frames at the flea market for 40 I I still remember 45 I'd get paid 45 dollars a day and I was always working I always thought it was important to make your own money. I didn't want to have to ask my parents for money. And I guess that's because uh, I witnessed a a lot of, you know, angst over money growing up. I don't remember it though, you know, I'm talking about it with you right now, little things here and there I remember being worried, but I guess uh, it affected me and it ended up being great. I was always worried, so when I was 16, I was a lifeguard. So everyone's enjoying the summer, dating boys. Not me, I'm working seven days a week. Then from lifeguard. And this is, I guess, where my real estate career really gets started. Um, I'm very young, 21, going to university. Oh, by the way, I was in the army as well. I don't know if you've done your research. I was in the Canadian military. And again, I didn't care that it was military. I didn't care about the prestige. I just wanted a job. Mm-hmm. I always was working. So that's when I was 19. And then after that, my next job again, lifeguard. And my brother said, while I'm lifeguarding, he said, what are you doing? Like sitting around Because the lifeguard job was Friday, Saturday. Like it was a weekend thing. He
2: mm-hmm. says,
1: why are you sitting around from Monday to Thursday? I just started this job at a telemarketing company. You'd be great at it with your big mouth. So I applied to this telemarketing company. It was just like so easy for me. On the first day, I made 10 sales. Within the first month, I'm managing the place. And I am making a killing. It was crazy. And then (laughs) from there, so this is how I'm... I become great at cold calling with the telemarketing gig. So I'm 20, maybe 21. And I'm going to university the entire time. So I'm just like this busy woman, right? And um, that's where I learned to cold call at the telemarketing gig. And I did very well there. At 21, I was making over $75,000 a year. So after that, um, I'm still in telemarketing when I get married, um, have my kid, my first kid. So at this point I'm 26, 27. I have my own telemarketing company, but then the FTC in the States changes the rules because a lot of old people were getting scammed and rightfully so, but when these things happen, um, the blanket of security that the government throws can affect businesses that are just doing things right. And that's what happened to us. So because the rules were so strict, it was no longer, and then we were, CD we people were getting in on the telemarketing business. So we got out of there um, because it was just, there's too many changes. I just had the baby. We didn't want to get sued by accident because if you get sued in America. Good luck, you know, defend yourself. Whether you're innocent or not, you better pay to defend yourself. And lawsuits in America could be really costly. So we got out of it, and we were basically unemployed. So for a while, we lived off our savings. And um, and then fought, and and things were bad. I had to give back. So this is where the story gets like shit. Like I have kids, and uh, I had just given birth to this second child. So here I am fat, uh, soggy, my skin, my hair, I had lost it with the hormones I had half the hair that I had in that nice picture you have up of me. And, um, I, we have no income. We, I had beautiful cars, uh, and we had to give them back. Like, that's how bad it was. We couldn't pay our car. Our hydro bill wasn't paid. Like it was really like something you see on TV, you know, like we had no money coming in,
2: mm-hmm. but I
1: always took charge. And I remember, um, selling. So this is what I did. I used my call center that had shut down, but we still had the space and the phone. Uh, and I, there was this gig selling real estate folders. So you would call business businesses to advertise in real estate folders. Mm-hmm. real estate folders is still a thing every realtor has a real estate folder of their company so what mm-hmm. we would do is we in the inside of the folder and not we we never did the gig so this was the thing real estate folder inside the folder um businesses would pay for ads mm-hmm. so that every time you gave out a real estate folder Related businesses real estate related businesses like contractors air conditioning companies carpet companies They would advertise there to have direct access to people who are buying homes So this was the thing and how did I find out? Well, one of the managers at my telemarketing company that I had hired said this is what I used to do um, before I met you guys I used to sell real estate folders and I said really so at the time, there's zero money coming in. The savings are almost done. I had to get back the cars. And this woman Josie says to me, let's just sell real estate folders. It's a good way to make quick cash and uh, it'll work out. I'm very good at it. So I'm pretty good too in sales. I have two kids at home, babies, a husband. And I said, shit. And my husband was my partner. in the telemarketing marketing company. So I said, no, we got to make this work because everybody's selling real estate folders. So then I said, "Wait a second. And you we'd always sell to Americans because of the value of the dollar." Mm-hmm. Okay? Their dollar was way higher, so we'd always target Americans. And I said, "Has anyone tried selling real estate folders in Hawaii?" And we checked. Nobody. Nobody because they didn't want to ship to Hawaii, nobody had considered Hawaii. So guess what I did? Josie and I got on a plane to Hawaii. My kid wasn't even a year old. And we started selling ads in real estate folders in Hawaii. We got a contract with three real estate companies and I discovered the island of Oahu in a car, with another woman and we sold real estate uh sorry real estate folders to every real estate related company in hawaii we made a quick i remember at the time it was 35k us i came back home i gave josie her cut well i took home 35 i don't even remember what josie made and i we paid all the bills and then i said okay what do i do next And this is when my father steps in and says, what, what are you doing, Tatiana? And I said, what? He says, we're not. He goes, get into real estate. I go, Daddy, you're already a real estate agent. And he says,
2: Tatiana,
1: you would be amazing selling real estate. So I said, okay, let me do it. So it was middle of the summer. I was living off the government subsidy for childcare, whatever the the one year that they give you when you have a baby.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, we had paid all the stress bills that were coming in um, with the money from Hawaii. And I took my real estate course. I finished the real estate course over the summer. Within six weeks, I made my first sale. And the rest is history. There you go! you got the whole story.
0: <laughs> that was amazing. Um, that, that, that was really, really interesting. And, you know... Uh, here's, the thing. Uh, here's the thing.
1: Failure is not an option. It is not a word that I even try to process. For mm-hmm. me, if things are going bad, it just motivates me even more to solve the issue mm-hmm. and thank god i'm a spiritual person warning warning i know, you know university students are very uh you know open. i remember when i was in university um and i'm a spiritual person and i really do believe that i am one of god's favorites because for me i, I can't even say a word what is it faith faith I can't even process that word, the name of your podcast. <laughs> so uh, for me, it's, it's a challenge, um, and I overcome challenge. And that's why I think it's so important to be healthy because that, you could try to control it, but then, you know, if, you, if you're sick, honey, I'm no doctor. I, I, I do what I can. Uh, I read a lot. At that point, it's just so important. If you're healthy, the rest you could take care of. Mm-hmm. The only fear I have in my life are my kids. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: My kids. They're the only ones who could take me down.
0: That's
1: it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, boy, I'm sorry to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. I mean, we get to talk about you, so we're so excited to hear you say more. Um, so, since you mentioned... Um, that you don't even process failure as a word is that where you're talking about your neuro linguistic programming I know you mentioned that in our emails back and forth so I wanted to dive into that a little bit deeper um, and talk about why like fail like a boss you you automatically hated it I'm assuming it's because the word
1: I just, because I believe in uh, the law of attraction, and I believe in uh, neuroscience and neuro-linguistic programming, um, I I just, um, there are certain words that your brain will take, process, we're like little machines, right? And so that word is a major one, and I just, it doesn't, it rejects, I reject it. Mm -hmm. So, funny how you just brought this up, because... I take my real estate course and I finish it. And the first thing I do, I don't know, you guys are too young. There was this um, this music app called Napster. And on Napster, I downloaded the entire Tony Robbins collection. Tony Robbins basically has taken neuro, uh, prog- NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and rebranded it. Um, to suit his coaching okay mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's for me a genius and so I started you know as soon as I graduated literally like I graduate, I downloaded Tony Robbins and I just you know took in everything that Tony had to say mm-hmm. and Tony believes that language and I do too and if you read any NLP book. Language is very powerful, and the language, that the, the words that come out of your mouth will, will basically dictate the kind of life you live. So if you use negative language just out of being like a bad habit, just a bad habit, you know, you grew up saying things in a negative way versus positive way, um, chances are your life will be full of issues if every time you speak, you take the positive spin on things. So you ask for what you want, not for what you don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not sure if you know what I mean by this, so I'll give you an example. So I say, I am going to be the best mother ever. Versus I don't want to be a shitty mother
2: Mm -hmm.
1: okay so both statements mean the same but one will take the words best mother and make my brain work towards that while the other one shitty mother Mm -hmm. will make my brain process shit do you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. I really took in um, these NLP tricks I'm the type of girl who obsesses about things and I'll start thinking about something over and over. Like last night, I invited someone to join Clubhouse. So I got three invites, okay? And Clubhouse is an invite-only new social media platform for intellectuals and fucking doers and shakers. And you're allowed certain invites. They gave me three invites. I gave one to a girl that was doing well on social media and she was inspirational Uh, She even made it on the Megan Kelly show, and it's someone we know from the community, and I said, you know what, let me invite her. I invite her, and in the middle of the night, she writes to me saying, oh, as if I could digest another social media platform, oh, not, and I'm thinking to myself, how rude number one and number two if that's what you believe which is fine keep it to your freaking self this is a really coveted invite i could have given it to someone else that's what i'm thinking Mm -hmm. and i just wrote to her and i go girl do your research honey it's where everyone needs to be today especially if they have half a brain it's not uh, your usual social media platform Uh, if you want to hear a freaking chamath speaking um just live You could join in to his room and learn valuable lessons from people, billionaires, you know. Mark Cuban is on it. And here she is poo pooing it when all I did was invite her. So I'm the type of person who will obsess about that and want to kill somebody, okay? (laughs) I use NLP techniques to Mm. remove (laughs) that negative energy from my head. Yeah. Um, so what would an NLP technique ask me to do? Okay, so what I would do is I would take that conversation that she texted me back because I could get pissed. Okay, that I, I could be moody. And then I can I take that conversation. I put some life into I turn it into a I don't know, a cockroach. I envision a cockroach. I put the conversation in it. And then I'm bigger in my head. You do this all in your head. I am suddenly this beautiful woman like Wonder Woman and I'm dressed like Wonder Woman. And then I take my foot and step on that cockroach. That is an NLP technique to remove shit from your head. And so NLP is very important in my life. It works Um, and you could use it for good and you could use it for bad because it is very easy if you know NLP You can manipulate people with NLP, Mm -hmm. and you can do things. So I use it in my sales. There are techniques that you use um, that all the NLP books will teach you. Techniques just because we are these bodies with brains and souls. And some people will just argue we only have a brain. But um, the brain is a huge computer that you could tweak. And I think I've become very good at tweaking my brain, (laughs) and that's because of NLP. And I really suggest that you all look into it. It's a very good uh, skill to have, Mm -hmm. especially in marketing. In fact, the best marketers use NLP in their their stuff. Dan Kennedy uses NLP. Mm If you're studying marketing, you know who Dan Kennedy is. He is one of the most brilliant uh, marketing masters ever.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I have so many things I wanted to say about that so first I, I totally agree with everything that you said about the way you think really reshapes your life and the way that you the way that things happen to you I've noticed that you know in high school I used to be like oh like only bad things happen to me and you know what only bad things did happen to me uh, <laughs> And in high school, in the university, you know, I learned to reshape that thinking as well. And even if something bad happened to me, I always think like, oh, it's going to be a great story later. You know, um, it's going to be something fun. I can tell to a group of friends o- over a drink or over a coffee. But um, and I've noticed my life has really changed just from that. And uh, I even read a study or I think it was an experiment where. It was even if you. I'm. I'm also a spiritual. I'm actually a Christian, so I actually believe in God as um, personally. And um... so
1: do I. Like, I'm a very educated person, but I believe in God because I've seen. I know. Like, maybe half of you will probably like leave this podcast, but. <laughs> I just don't see why people are so offended lately by people who believe in spirituality and magic. I believe in magic, too, by the way, and we can discuss that
0: later, but go ahead. But even aside from that, even if you don't believe in God, even if you're not spiritual, as you said, there was an experiment, and it was talking about how they had an optimist and a pessimist, and they put them they both put them in the same kind of scenario, and the pessimist would only... I don't know, it was like walking down the street and some guy like came with his car and like put like and there was a splash of water and whatever. And at the same time both people had the same scenario and at the same time there was a do- like a hundred dollar bill on the ground and all of this stuff and the pessimist only noticed the negative things that were happening, while the optimist did not notice the negative things and they found all of these, like the hundred dollars on the floor. They were so excited. They're like, Oh my God, there's a hundred dollars on the floor because they believed that these good things would happen to them. And it's just, even if you, if you, if you want to take it like strictly scientific approach, it's just the way you filter the world. I think it's an actual fact, bias. The filter the filter.
1: It doesn't know the difference between yeah. one thing or the other. It's just a filter. So depending on what you put in there, it'll filter it. Mm-hmm. And at a young age, you learn that the word fail is a bad word. Then if you repeat that, um, or I don't know, the word fuck or shit, like and you, you pro it's a filter. So mm-hmm. negative right away. So mm-hmm. for me, I just stay away from any words that uh, will affect my NLP training. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. And another thing that I wanted to, um, and mention that you mentioned as well was the way you took that conversation and squashed it in your head. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I obsess, right? So yeah. that's whatever it is. I obsess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was given um, a couple of uh, apps lately, very, very recently, to, to, to test out on my TikTok and on my Instagram. And the first thing I said to myself was, well, first of all, I'm not going to test the one app on both. I will do a split test because I got offered um, by two different people for the, a similar um, app. Mm-hmm. So the first people who approached me, I put it on my TikTok. The second guy, it's a kid from Stanford um, University, he approached me. Also, a big, one, came, one came from Instagram, one came from TikTok and oddly enough, the people who approached me on Instagram, I put on TikTok and vice versa. The kid who approached me from TikTok I put on my Insta
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so I did a school text and I I was obsessed like I was like okay everyone just says hey so it's, it's monetizing you know it's a monetizing thing and I said could you please send me examples like so everyone as soon as they got offered this opportunity just recorded some weird selfie and put it up and not me. I took, I attacked, I did webinar, uh, like I did, sorry, Zoom meetings to make sure I did it right. I wrote a script for my intro and for my thank you. I did things. So I obsess about shit. Mm-hmm. So the problem with that is my brain doesn't know the difference. So when something else will come into my brain, like something that is not going to benefit me, I might obsess about it. Because mm-hmm. that's what I do. Mm-hmm. They obsess. And, what, and obsess usually... Being obsessive like that usually helps me. Mm -hmm. Like I have to say 95% is a good thing. But 5% of the time, you know, I'll be obsessing about stupidity. So I use NLP techniques like the cockroach, for example. Or you could even do like a disappearing acting where you put it in a box and the box gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it disappears. Whatever it is. And, and, and these things help me manage my, my, uh, my crazy way.
0: It's Um, so funny. I can relate to you so much when you say you obsess over things and overthink. And honestly, I, especially when I'm meeting new people personally, I get often very nervous where at the end of the day, I'll be obsessive over things that don't really matter. Like. Oh my God! Did they like me, or I'll, I'll think of something s- stupid that I did or said, and I would obsess over it for a really long time. And yeah. and it's so it's so unhealthy, and it's draining. And um, I was the other day I wrote to myself. And let me tell you, the older people,
1: get, right, my love, so you, you better. I I really suggest you read um, NLP one hundred and one books. It's gonna be so good for your marketing career. Um, I'm telling you right now, the older you get, the hormones change, and the crazier you become. And it's the same for men, okay? I know it's always the hysterical woman, but men become hysterical too. It, I don't know what it is. It's just the older you get, your habits are even more, ingrained, you know, so we just, you have to attack that now. Yeah, <laughs> We all have a little bit of insanity in us, you know? It, I think it just keeps balance. Yeah. All right. And so we need to know how to deal with that strategies. Mm -hmm. I'm very controversial. I don't want to be political ever, but I could be controversial. I I really believe that diet is everything. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I think that diet could handle things like depression, diet and exercise. I think that pills don't work Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: until it's too late. Like if you have cancer, sure you better get chemo. Yeah, yeah. But you could prevent that through diet. Yeah. And I know that I become more anxious and a little crazier when I haven't exercised. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you all agree with me, but exercising really takes the edge off. And really produces happy hormones. Yeah. It is tried- tested and true mm-hmm. it's true so i believe and it's funny because this whole tiktok thing for me has been so amazing these kids take your information digest it and take action a lot of them take action and so i really want to be a positive influence to these kids so that they and when i say kids i mean you too like i mean like the younger they're younger than me I call my agents my kids. I I just believe that if you implement fantastic habits, so that's where so this whole TikTok thing is about the niche, the niche. You have to stick to the niche. I want to go outside the niche because it's not just about being successful in real estate. In order to become successful in real estate, for real, because I had challenges. And we could talk about those, um, but I did have challenges. As soon as I started exercising and dieting. And when I say dieting, I mean I change my my, my, my diet, like my lifestyle, the way I eat.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's a lifestyle. I don't like to use the word diet. So stuff, uh, when I started changing the way I eat, I started exercising. The beauty, even more beauty came from within and more creativity and energy. I have never looked better. Okay, that's another thing. I am my biggest fan. You could say I'm full of myself. And my friends say, since I was a kid, I was full of myself. They say, you are full. You're a show up. Again, they're using negative words. I wasn't. I was confident. I had self-esteem, healthy Mm self-esteem. I always thought I was fantastic. And I say it all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking fantastic. And you guys have to get into the habit of saying, I'm fucking amazing. And I have never looked better. You know, people say I look like J-Lo. I go, yeah, except I'm better looking. Okay? (laughs) I always own it. And that's... That... all, what I'm trying to say is all that is part of, part of becoming successful. And success, yeah, people say it's um, it's whatever you define it to be. A lot of people don't think money, they, they, they don't believe in money. As a, my kids, for example. My son, he's different. Um, he likes money. He wants to make money. He wants to open business. My daughter, on the other hand, she's a scientist. She couldn't care less. Because since she was a baby, she's gotten everything she wanted. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to ask. It's there. Is that a good thing? Well, she's a good girl. Um, she's not spoiled, even though I spoil her. She's not a brat, I have to say. she's um, she, That comes from her dad. She's the perfect little girl, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's not a little girl, by the way. She's 20, but I, should I call her my perfect little girl? And she is not interested in money. She likes nice things. She wants to stay in a nice hotel and go to a nice beach. And she's not really even interested in clothes. Like she's interested in studying and getting 4.0 GPA. And so what I'm trying to say here is success is different for everybody, but it is a package deal. So back to the TikTok, they want me to stick to the real estate, the real estate, the real estate. Success is more than just real estate transactions. It's about what you eat, who you hang out with, the way you speak. And, and yeah, it's a, it's an entire process that begins every morning when you wake up. It ends when you go to sleep. And even sleep, you have to be controlling it. Because if you don't sleep properly, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to go crazy. So it's a delicate balance of everything. And I just, uh, I don't, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to, um, it, it's, it's you. Once you master that, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's just challenging to explain. And I'm controversial in that I'll say things like, I believe that you could control depression unless there's some sort of defect at birth. Like you had a traumatic birth where they, uh, the doctors damaged your brain because they used utens- utensils to pull you out of your mom's vagina. That's different. Mm-hmm. That's a physical deformity. Okay, but when it comes to, you were, you have the proper blood inside you, you have the proper brain balance, everything's working order, then it's all about food.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If a plant dies when you don't give it what it needs, could you imagine us with these beautiful bodies and such intricate brains that we only use, I don't know what the stat is, 20% or 10%? less than 10% of our brain. Could you imagine? And this is the way we treat it. We eat pizza every day, McDonald's, um, candy, the sugar, white sugar. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get depressed. You're going to break down. You're going to get the cancer. You're going to get diabetes. You're going to kill yourself. So it's just very important. And it's, What I'm trying to say is I wish I could just share all that with these kids who are following me on on TikTok. I'm able to share it on Instagram because it's an older crowd and it was designed differently. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) sorry, I went off. But it's all part of the same thing. It's uh, success is not only about money and about power. And I know it's very cliche when I'm
2: saying it, it,
0: but it's all I really believe that the only you treat your body well. Please don't apologize. Everything that you say is is very um, appreciated here. And honestly, I agree with you. And I think a lot of the times people neglect health in order to achieve success, like the whole hustle um, yeah. um, mindset where, yes, it's important to hustle, but then don't neglect your own needs. Um, in order to hustle, you know, you hear all of these, oh, I'm a billionaire and I get four hours of sleep and I don't do oh anything. Oh my God,
1: you're reading my mind. Okay, So I have, we grow or we die. That's what we say, right? I, I don't, so I've grown throughout this entire experience. So five years ago, I would have told you waking up early and getting, because Tony Robbins only sleeps four hours, but he's just that type of guy. There's people who don't need to sleep, and who knows what's gonna happen to him, but there's people who don't need to sleep. I have my one of my best friends, Jojo Mason, okay, she's a big business girl too, businesswoman, and she's all over the place. She's She was part of uh, this whole Haiti thing, like when they had the earthquake, she brought in manufacturers to Haiti. She's the best, okay? She's a philanthropist businesswoman, blah, blah, blah. Um, so she doesn't sleep. She's one of these people, who. There are freaks of nature out there. Like, for example, um, did you see The Queen's Gambit on Netflix?
0: Yes, I love that show. It's great.
1: Okay, that girl, obviously, is a savant, right? Like, she. there's people who get to use a little more of their brain. Uh, and so people like that, so, every person is different. Like, some people could take pain, uh, some can't. Some people could drink coffee all night and still have a whole night's sleep, some can't. And so, I guess what I'm trying to say is well, you know what I'm trying to say, right? So,
0: yeah, um, listen to your body and, and you know, don't compare yourself to people who, yeah,
1: oh, yeah. So, yeah, so five years ago, what I was going to say was this five years ago, just to complete the, the whole idea. I would have told you we don't need to sleep. Miracle Morning. I love that mir- the book at the time. Over the years, I have realized Miracle Morning is bullshit. I think it's a stupid book. I need to sleep. Because if I don't sleep, there's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> I don't sleep. I go crazy. I need to sleep. Do I need to sleep all day? No. I need at least six to seven hours sleep. Okay? And... There are people who don't need to sleep, but I need to sleep. And that is just part. So I'm not saying that the science is universal for everybody, but there's, there's a fine balance and it will, you know, like some people don't need sleep, some people do. But the basics are there. We all know at this point that sugar and carbohydrates, um, shitty carbohydrates, are bad for you. So don't complain to me when you have diabetes. Do you know what I mean? So there's just certain things. And then that, we can open up an entire other Pandora's box. The fact that sugar is bad for you, that they tried to block this for so long, that's another story. Like Dave Asprey is one of my gurus, okay? Mm -hmm. He wrote The Bulletproof Diet his information was being taken down take like they would take it down from the internet and from social media platforms when he first started doing his testing his biohacking and i don't understand why that goes on that is scary shit but i'm not going to let it affect my everyday life i'm still going to move on and, and carry on and just do the best i can with what i'm given
0: oh, absolutely
1: you know yeah and everything that's going on in the world, and everything we'll fed online, you need to filter
0: that. Because if not, you won't leave your house. Well, we literally aren't leaving our homes, but that's <laughs> story. Yeah. So I've been taking over a lot, and I'd love to hear from Lauren now. So if, Lauren, if you have any other questions for Tatiana, um, because you are a co-host, <laughs> and I've been taking over a little bit.
3: You've been doing great, Um, but yeah, I definitely have a couple questions and Tatiana, you've been giving lots of great stuff so far, especially about just things everyone can do, but I would love to pick your brain on some business, real estate things specifically, just because you are so like successful and influential in that industry. So I think everything you've said is very inspiring and incredible so far, but uh, I'm just wondering, what, are there any adversities that women in the workplace, whether it's business or real estate, uh, face? Did you face anything, and how did you overcome things like that? Okay,
1: so when I first started in the business, so while I was in the bubble of um, the my, my husband and the business, family business, it was fabulous. Even through tough times, it was hard because of the tough times that we had the telemarketing, we shut it down, what am I going to do now? All that was stressful, but I was in a little bubble and I didn't know anything. So when I left that bubble to become a realtor, okay, I met some shady characters and I didn't know shady characters existed really unless they were in the mafia or something. I didn't know uh, men um, could be such pricks, okay? Um, Because I only had great experiences um, in the past with former employers or people I worked for, you know. And so when I got into real estate, I was a very pretty, um, shapely, intelligent, talkative lady. And I was only 30 years old. I was very young. And I was very, very motivated to make something of myself. I had goals that I wanted to meet, um, you know, because I was following the, the the Tony Robbins way, you know, goal setting, smart goals, etc. Anyway, and so I met some really pe- shady people that I thought um, cared about me and that wanted to see me succeed when really maybe it was a twisted thing but I get a lot of people who men men who would give me business but in return they wanted to have coffee and I was an idiot girls I I, I would go because I said okay my kids have to eat so if I have to sit here and have coffee with these bastards so there was a lot of sexual harassment yes and when hashtag me too happened oh I was so happy I was really happy, um, and I I remember saying on social media, because I was already a somebody when this happened, hashtag me too, I was already in control, and I was already, people are afraid of me now, so what happens was there was a transition, these guys were all flirting with me girls, all of them, okay, they would invite me to their house, they said come let's have a drink, and I would sit there thinking that this is the shit I have to go through in order to get business going. When really you don't, especially today. You guys are so lucky that you could just report somebody. Not in those days. So a lot of beautiful, a lot of women in general, a lot of women in general have to go through this shit. But They think they have to go through and you don't. So I did. So for seven years, seven, I counted. Seven years, I took abuse from, and when I say abuse, I mean emotional abuse. And I processed it and dealt with it, but I thought I needed. In other words, I'm never going to change this person. This guy was giving me a lot of business. I'm never going to change this person. Um, so I'm just going to have to take it, take it, take And then finally I said, What the fuck am I doing? I'm Tatiana Mondano. I opened my own agency. I have a TV show on HGTV. My family loves me, and they're waiting for me to come back home. And I'm running this asshole. There was one in particular, but there was others, too. And I said, I'm out. And I remember at the time, this developer owed me about $150,000. Because the fucker, what he would do is keep my money on the side with the pretext that he would say, I'm going to pay you monthly. And then, ugh, just bullshit, right? And I finally said, keep the money. Cause I can, so to keep me coming back, for more to sell more of his, believe it or not, this sounds like a nightmare, but it's about selling property to keep me coming back for more to work me. He had like they do in slavery, you know, like uh, kidnap women and then they, they steal their passports, same sort of thing. He had my money on the side, about 150,000, and he knew how important money was for me. So he would say, okay, I have another listing here. So then I finally said, keep the money. I can make this kind of money without the mental abuse within two months. Goodbye. You need my money so badly. Keep it. And could you believe women? It took me about seven years to realize that. Like, so the first year I was, I was just starting and he had given me an entire building to sell. The second year I had succeeded with that building. And in other words, I was his in-house realtor and he was sexually harassing me emotionally abusing me he would he would be with his kids all weekend having a great time and he would tell me that if I wanted my job I couldn't spend like I'd have to come to work instead of spending time with my kids and I made those decisions. I made bad, crazy. I made very bad decisions and this is why I have become a real estate coach. I don't care. I make way more money selling real estate but I want to be there to tell people like you, that you don't have to take this shit. And thank God for hashtagging too. But anyway, long story short, that was the most challenging thing I had to go through, honey. And so I walked away. And $150,000 is a lot of money when you put your blood, sweat, and tears. But I walked away. And I said, never again. And guess what? He's such a prick. Nice. He's like, I only need it. And he sent me a check within the first week that I quit. I never spoke to the gentleman again. And anyone who wants to buy any of his real estate that he has for sale, I I warn. If I hear about anyone who wants to buy anything that that guy is selling, I warn them and I tell them the same story. I go, this guy is sick. Every time he builds something, there's a lawsuit. He cuts corners. He steals from, okay. And look, and I'm saying it on this podcast so everyone hears it. I won't mention any names. But yeah, women get taken advantage of because they want to succeed. Not because they're slut. Not because they're whores. It's because most of the time they want to feed their family and they, they put so much work into it they can't look back and they, they get brainwashed into thinking um, if it's not for this person, what will I do? And it's not true. If, if anything, if I wouldn't have met this character, I probably would have been successful quicker. And wow. the, thing, the guy didn't help me and didn't give me good advice. He was very intelligent, but he was sinister. Do you know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein made a lot of women lots of money. But look what he was doing. And that's sinister. That is not right. Um so yeah, challenges. So that was that and my divorce. So I got divorced, my first husband, who is a lovely man and who is partners with me today in the agency, and who's the father of my children. He's the best partner anyone could ever have, besides my current husband. And we hang out together. We we got divorced, and it was too bad. We were young and stupid and stressed. and and But we said, you know what, we made mistakes. And they were, we both made mistakes and we said, but we don't have to continue making mistakes. Let's m- learn from this, move on and stay best, best friends. And that's what we did. We are best friends. Like just yesterday he came over, he eats with us. So my husband uh, and my ex-husband are good friends. They they weren't friends before. What I'm saying is we, over time they become friends. It's not like they knew each other anyway. Um, and all the kids hang out together, uh, meaning my kids, my husband's kids, my ex-husband's girlfriend's kids, and we are one big COVID pod, and we go everywhere together, and we go on vacations together, and we love each other, and we feed each other, and we we make money together because he's my partner, and we parent together. So two big challenges for me was sexual uh, abuse. When I say sexual abuse, uh, I mean um, men trying to come on to me to give me business, like using uh, properties and business and projects as a bait um, to get me to go to dinner with them, to get me to have uh, drinks with them, to get me to listen to their stupid stories. Okay. And, uh, and, and coming on to me, literally married men and single coming on to me, knowing that I am a serious married woman with children. Okay. And then challenge number two was the divorce. That was bad. Not bad in that it was just bad because I don't fail. I don't like that word. Then I failed at my first marriage. So, but then after that, I, I processed it as That other thing, the seven-year bullshit, I I got, it. that's fine. As soon as I, it was stupidity. It was, as soon as I walked away from that disgusting, codependent, crazy, uh, mentally abusive, sexually, sexual harassment. What I mean by sexual harassment, uh, sexual abuse slash harassment, I walk into a room and his partner would say, Oh, Tatiana, you look good. Oh, show me your ass. Ugh. Eh. So That's horrible. Um, yeah, like so. Hashtag me too. I think kind of um, eliminated all that. Men are afraid. Oh, and so, so that was kind of. But that I could have fixed. It was some weird codependent thing because of the money. Okay, in my head, for me, money was important. You know how, I, like, cause I'm a kid, right? So for me, he was holding my money hostage. So I was like, eh, eh. and then the second, but I that I could have ended that within a month, but I didn't. I let it drag on for seven years thinking I could fix things. This guy can't be that evil. It can't be that I've been doing business with a guy who's evil. It can't be. It must be me. Believe it or not, I had to go through some sort of fucking voodoo shit with him. So that, that finished. And Then the next thing was the marriage. The marriage was really bad. Like what happened? Like I, If I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, I could have made it work out. But it was, we were young, we were stupid, and I guess it's not meant to be. So this is how I processed it, back to what I was going to say. I processed it as I had to go through all this to be and to learn lessons to be where I am today, which is a much better place where I could give more, where I could do more, where I could share more. It's what I had to do. It was my learning thing. My learning curve was that. And I made the divorce. I learned my lessons with the sexual harassment and all that shit, and I, uh, and I'm a way better person today. Like the ma- so if I would have stayed with my husband, my first, well, if we would have stayed, the marriage would have worked. I probably would be a shittier person today. And who knows? Be useless. Maybe I'd still be working with other. Guys. Who knows? But I had to go through all that to be who I am today. I'm married to a wonderful man. He's fantastic. He's a good stepfather to my kids. He's friends with my ex. Um, I have a glamorous life
3: and he's a great partner to me. There we go. So, does that answer your question, Laurie? Those were my challenges. <laughs> yes. yes, I definitely think so. Do you know what I'm saying? So, you, mm-hmm.
1: this is why for me, it's so important. Money is important, self respect is important, pride, ego because unfortunately because it's sad that only money will determine, because when you make money people start paying attention okay so when you're good at what you do you do it well when you do something well people pay attention and pay you for it so i make lots of money but then money opens doors people are social climbers <laughs> and so because you have a dollar to your name they will invite you places you don't have to pay for anything Um, you could dress for free, Um, they'll give you everything, just like you see in Hollywood. It's the same thing, okay, in in cities and stuff. And so it's the same people you'll see all the time. So there's people coming and going from that little circle there, and I wasn't nobody. I was, I didn't have money. I was, no one cared. I was just another realtor. But I have taken this business and catapulted it into another hemisphere, like another universe, and I have, I have maximized the benefits of the real estate thing, and uh, with that comes power and prestige. And you walk into a room with a big smile, and you say, "Fuck you," and you're you're allowed to say it because you've earned it. You know what I'm saying, girl?
3: That's that's awesome. Yeah, for sure.
1: And and yeah, so you want to be able. To do that. You want to be able to walk in a room where people respect you. People who have seen your evolution bow down to you and say, I've had people apologize to me. I've had people apologize for the way they treated me when I was younger. I've had, when I was in high school, girls, I even forgot about high school. In high school, I was the nerd. In high school, I got straight A's. I didn't dress the way other people dress. I was into the prep movement. I, I liked being preppy and I didn't dress the way everybody else dressed in school and I got bullied in school. And I just ignored them. My father used to help me every day. "Who used to say, you just wait, Tatiana. You just wait and see. One day you're gonna be someone. Just focus on your studies and you will stick it to them. That's what my father used to say and that's what used to motivate me. And my, I got through high school and I had one guy who become friends with me, good friends with me, who apologized to me because he used to bully me in high school. Then he apologized to me. He hired me several times to buy and sell real estate for him. And uh, I let bygones be bygone. I the high school stuff I forgot about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I've had my challenges, woman. You're trying to force this out of me. There you go. Now you've become the shrinks. <laughs> there you go.
3: Well, thank you for <laughs> sharing all of those things, and I think that's. Uh, also inspiring that you were able to just become very confident and so successful as well. That all these people that could, one, see their wrongs in the past, and two, you also could finally say, you know what, screw you, this and everything else. So, very inspiring to hear.
1: It is. And it happened a long time ago. So, it's, it's but, but, you know, it's, it's important for you to hear because no matter what industry you get into, you're going to run into to jerks and you're gonna have to learn how to deal with it. Um, And it takes, and especially when you're building yourself, that's when it happens. Because once you're somebody, they don't dare screw with you. Like once you become somebody, you're dealing with lawyers, you're dealing with government, you're dealing, it's a different level, and you just have, you have the resources to deal with, have other people deal with it for you. Um, But when you're growing and you don't have access as many resources this is where you see these things happening okay um, and that's why you know uh, disenfranchised communities it's 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 hard for them to get out of um the shit but if they have people like you lauren people like you smeranda people like myself motivating them and giving them shortcuts to life and it just makes things easier and this is why i do the coaching So I make more money uh, selling real estate than I do with the coaching. So what I did is I didn't do high ticket, all the advisors, the guru, high ticket coaching, high ticket, I'm not doing all high ticket coaching. Okay. I, my coaching, I charge a thousand bucks, US 997. And I, because yes, my time is worth something, but at the same time, I want to make it accessible to everybody and some will say can i give you a payment like payment plan no problem i will make it easy for you because i also believe if you don't pay for coaching you won't take it as seriously it's a psychological thing yeah. oh you know, what you want so um i wanted my coaching accessible to everybody because i want them to be able to learn and so that i could teach them the shortcuts to success so that they don't have to go through the crap that i went through and, and that's why it's important that you ladies spread your message as well, um, to help people who aren't as lucky as you and who just don't have access the way you do. And so there's just so many, and, and let's finish with this, TikTok is the best shit that's happened to me in the past two months. Meaning, besides the real stuff, I am sorry, but TikTok's amazing. I'm a 47 year old woman who runs a billion-dollar company and all sorts of other stuff, TikTok, if you are following the right account, well, they'll follow you because they, 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 they end up on your for you pay. Wow. So many brilliant kids like yourselves, ladies, m- young men, geeks. Um, I love them all. Even the ones that make me laugh. There's this girl, I don't remember her name. She has twenty-seven million followers. She's chubby and she has purple hair, and she makes fun of herself. My God, does she make me laugh? Or George the monkey? <laughs> George the monkey has ten point five million followers. He is hysterical, that little monkey. And I think and the things I have learned on TikTok, ladies. So we could use these mediums, these these vehicles, these tools that we have access to. do good and to motivate ourselves and to improve like how long have I been sitting around with that Amazon uh, influencer account I've had it forever and I don't know how to use it now I do thanks to TikTok I
3: love TikTok guys
1: (laughs) Instagram on the other hand I think it is dead um
3: it's gonna be done definitely checked out your TikTok account I really enjoyed them not only are they entertaining but really like informative as well so Definitely really good stuff that I, I've seen you post there the as well. The stuff I've Man, done is crazy. Like, I totally agree. Uh, I'd love to ask one question just about another kind of learning, but you do your coaching and stuff, and you really find um, you really like giving people value in that way. Yeah. Um, from the clients that you do have with that, what would you say like their biggest mistake is, or not, ne- not necessarily mistake, but the thing you kind of, coach them with and help them fix and the, things like that.
1: Okay. So the number one mistakes real estate agents make is that they think real estate is about selling. It is not. So any of you could become realtors, <laughs> especially Ms. Miranda. She's like studying marketing. I
3: don't know. What, what are you studying, Lauren? Uh, I'm just in my first year, but I would like to go into marketing as well.
1: Okay. So marketing is the number one thing I recommend for kids. as for, Oh, you guys kids I'm not trying to patronize you in any way but um for people who are in university okay to study because you could take over the world just with words with marketing okay um and we've had I really suggest you read anything Dennis can he's a very he's a conservative though just ignore his political views in his books but he is a genius this guy okay um and he he's the master of direct marketing. He's oh he's amazing. Anyway with that said, um the number one mistake real estate agents make is they don't realize that their careers are gonna is only it's all about marketing. It has nothing to do with the houses. Nothing. The houses is the easy part. It's getting the clients and nobody tells Nobody teaches you that at school. So here you are, you become a realtor. It's fairly easy to become a realtor. You pay the fees that you need to pay in order to get your license, okay, which is affordable. Then you get into real estate, you walk into your office and during COVID, good luck with that, but you join an agency. Now what? That's the problem, okay? So you talk to your friend, you talk to your mother, you talk to your family, you get a couple of referrals. Sell to them. Then what, Lauren?
3: Excellent question.
1: Yeah. Where you get your So this is what realtors don't understand. They don't know that real estate is about your ability to generate leads that convert into paying customers. And then the mistake they make is when they get the paying customer to continue the conversation so that they refer you more business and buy with you again. So, that's huge, and nobody knows about it.
3: That's for the really interesting. User. Yeah, except
1: for the successful investors. So much like, commission. These points, what they do is, they'll make a commission. So they make twenty thousand dollars with today's market, and that's a—they've never seen that much money in one deal. So then they're like, oh I do it again. So they make forty, and then guess what happens? They live off that 40, they spend it and then they're back to zero. Where do I go from here? And so the lesson, what they need to know, the challenge, the number one mistake that all realtors make that aren't successful because the successful ones, successful ones figured it out. But even the successful ones they're missing systems, um, is that they need to implement copy paste systems. Into their business and start treating it like a business rather than some transactional job. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you set yourself up like a business, just like you read in the E Myth, please read that book if you haven't Michael Garber's E Myth, yeah. classic. Okay. If you've set your business up like the email, I could be sitting on a podcast for over an hour with whoever I want, do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want, while well, everyone else is running my business.
0: <laughs> and
1: and that's the secret to success. So I don't want to work with hands off. I don't want to be working till 10. That's not a business. That's a sh- shitty job. Yeah.
0: So it sounds no like.
1: worth my time.
0: Yeah. It seems like even, Sorry, I just, want to, I just want to like ask one more question. Um, so it seems like even even you can take this outside of real estate, it's really about making a name for yourself um, is what I'm understanding from this. And-
1: so, here's the thing. The systems
0: that uh, Gerber
1: uh, explains in the email are for any business, and that's why he franchised the book. The book has been converted into the same book, into different areas. Of business, so uh, the real estate myth, the uh, I don't know the restaurant myth, like there's, they have one for every industry. But the, the the systems that I put in place in my real estate business, this is what I sh- teach people in coaching. You could use them for any business, mm-hmm. any business. So any business you're interested in, use my systems. Um, they're universal. So. The first uh, system I choose, I, I, I teach is time blocking. People don't time block. So I time block you guys till my team meeting. So that's why I have time to speak to you. But I time block everything and write everything down. Um, this whole uh, Google uh, calendar that doesn't work for me. I need to be able to write things down. So I have, thanks to TikTok, I downloaded a beautiful a daily calendar on my iPad. I got my my iPencil, whatever you call this, Apple Pencil, and I write everything down, copy paste it, and then I turn it into text. Beautiful. But I time block my days. And that's what works. And that's lesson number one in Tatiana Live Coaching. Lesson number two is where to get listings and how to hire your first admin. So I teach them all the systems that I have in place to get listings, how to make them work on their own like autopilot oh and guess what honey you gotta hire people you've got to hire admin assistants. why is it the real estate agents don't succeed because they end up juggling all sorts of shit that they're not supposed to be doing and then they burn out
2: mm-hmm.
1: spend the money honey so a lot of things a lot of realtors people and then again universal that's for any business so how to get clients for a restaurant how to get a for a hair salon then i have class number five how to tackle social media properly people don't know how to the ta- real estate agents are still taking pictures of bathrooms with the toilets with the seats sticking up and putting it on their instagram accounts nobody wants to see it unless they're beautiful million dollar properties that what i call property porn people don't want to see your average joe blow house do you really do you guys when you're on a realtor's feed do you look at their ugly houses i don't it just, just doesn't interest me. No, people want to see realtors living the life, real estate lifestyle. They want to see the way the realtors dress, what they're driving, how much money do they make. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, you have to sprinkle your successes. You do that in the stories, in and out. Hello, pink, look. That's it. You don't put it on your... So there's a whole science. These people need help, and here I am to help them. And I created this coaching a long time ago. I was in coaching since 2013. But this all-access, in-and-out coaching, fast, here you go, copy-paste. I started in September. Tatiana Live Intensive 8-Week Coaching. There we go. Intense, 8 weeks, then you're done. And, yeah, so there we go. (laughs) Lauren, Mistake they make, they don't put systems in place in their business. And then they're running around like a chicken without a head. And then they burn out. And they don't understand that real estate is not about selling houses. You're not a tour guide here. Um, mm-hmm. Real estate is about leave and how I get a- so how I get access to paying customers. That's it, and it's the same for any business. As
3: Miranda said, that's very interesting. Thank you for sharing. I also like how a lot of that is very relevant to real estate, but also can be transferable to kind of any area of business or any industry. So yeah. it kind of can work with anyone's passions
0: who's listening here, really transferable. Yeah, there's, I'm just in awestruck a little bit right now. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited that you're here. And honestly, the more you talk, the more I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, no, um, I don't let anything, nothing's really hard as long as you time block it and tackle it. Like, yeah. I wrote a book. Like I had E D, like how did I manage to write a book? Like I wrote a book, <laughs> I got married again. I, uh, I'm i able to raise my kids and my stepkids in a manner that they are respectful to society and are good people. I It's just, you just gotta tackle things one by one, focus
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, get it done. And um, it's about balance too.
3: So just, as long
1: as it's balance. Yeah. um and what's funny is yesterday I was like i finished early and I was like sitting there in front of him and there he was on his phone <laughs> and so um so yeah i i i sometimes step out of myself astral projection i guess they call it i step out of myself and i look and i go wow you've done a lot girl good for you
0: that's awesome <laughs> Yeah. I think a lot of people don't compliment themselves enough or give themselves the appreciation that they deserve when they, you know, like a lot of the times I will just push past my successes and be like, okay, whatever. But, you know, a lot of the times I feel like we do deserve to reward ourselves a little bit, even if it's just like, Hey Smyrna, you're doing a good job. Just telling that to yourself, you know? Exactly.
1: I pat myself on the back all the time, though, bro. so. And what's funny, I do. I'm very proud of my accomplishment. And I'll say I'm the best. I'm it. All that is NLP. Yeah. Okay? So, so it, it, I brainwash myself all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: I laugh at myself. I'm, I'm watching myself on my stories, and I start laughing. I watch Property Shop, okay, the show I had on HGTV, and I laugh my head off. I, I'm able to get out of my body and look in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... And, and yeah, but you know what, if you have a bad, not a bad, a badass reputation, I have a reputation that people think I'm a bitch. People think I'm bitchy. And that's another thing You for the women here. I see Steve is here as well. Hi, Steve. Um, so we, we, we love all men. They're, they're wonderful. Um, but when you're successful, that's another thing that happens. The older you are, so you become sexual. The sexy successful girl and then you turn into battle axe bitch. Yeah. It's all true. All these um these feminist uh you know, all the feminist books I've read bring that up. How a woman can't just be treated like a guy, like, oh he's successful. Oh wow, he's a baller, he's amazing. moving, let's give him his own TV show. When a woman is successful, somehow they associate that to you being a bitch. And I get that a lot.
0: Oh, Tatiana? I heard she's a bitch, that she's mean. Taylor Swift, she mentioned that in a video that I saw, and she was talking about how there's different vocabulary for women and men in the music industry, but that goes for every industry, you know? A man, it does something, um, it thinks ahead, and he's strategic. A woman does it, does the same thing, and she's calculated. Like, all of these different things that put a negative perception on women. And it's it's not theory. It's all true. Because, and then, it's not, you you think of these Mm -hmm.
1: men doing it. No, women are doing it to each other. In fact, I think women do it more. Guys, believe it or not, are really easy. You feed a guy, you have sex with him, and you make him happy. Like, guys are simple guys. They have a drive. They want to succeed. They want attention. Yeah. Okay? Um, and of course there's women that have bad habits just like anyone else. There's women with bad habits, but um women will do this to you and that's what's bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Girls need to stick up for each other more and and really fight for I each don't other more. Don't care. Yeah.
1: Guys really don't care and if they they're machos or sexist, they'll just laugh at you and move on and it's up to you if you want to take it personally or not. Yeah. But I just don't see this whole like lately for sure this men hating woman thing, I, I haven't experienced that. I, I've only had great relationships with men. Mm-hmm. They have helped me with my career. Sure, I've had a couple of shitty ones, like I was explaining to you, but I didn't cry about it
2: yeah.
1: for the rest of my life. There's people like that, eh? There's people who will cry about something and I'm not like that.
2: Yeah. I'm
1: only talking about it today because you asked
2: yeah. about
1: my challenges, and I want to be, I'm very, um, oh, I'm I'll, I'll tell you. I, mean, I don't care. I'm not going to hide. Guys are easy. Okay? The women are the problem. What, what did you say, Tatiana? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we're different. And, you know, uh, jealousy, uh, stop looking at my man, insecurities. Um, and instead of celebrating, and yeah. not all women are this But I get a lot of it from the ladies.
0: Yeah. I think that there's a lot of hip- hypocrisy that we need to deal with. Yeah, thank you. Um, I hate hypocrisy. Yeah. But guess
1: what? My, my, both my husbands, all of my husbands, Husband Squared, um, <laughs> have, uh, Husband Squared told me, Chat, sometimes you don't have to talk about, you don't have to have an opinion on everything. Shut the fuck up.
2: Okay.
1: And I found that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Sometimes, shot up or are you speaking is this going to help you is your opinion even welcome at this table
2: yeah yeah.
1: because i was i guess my insecurity um was to show people how amazing i am smart i am and i I have to have an opinion on everything and i've learned with age you know they say the older you get the more you chill it's true yeah. if you're not eating the more you chill if you're eating right you chill
2: yeah
1: i've learned yeah. how to chill thank god so girl take some of the things i'm saying today and use if even if you just use one thing like dilute everything i said cut 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 and paste 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 and one one just grab one little seed of info and use it and it'll help i promise you i've been through it all <laughs>
0: I made it. I made it. Yeah. Well, since you have been through it all, I have a question for you, specifically for, for us in university. Um, I don't know. I don't know about Lauren, but I know for myself, especially graduating in a few months, I'm thinking, what? <laughs> I have what? a general idea of where I want to take my life but I don't know what to do and especially like I feel very lost right now and I don't know which direction I want to take I definitely for example for me I definitely want to be an entrepreneur one day but I also find value um in getting some work experience under a bigger firm to learn how their processes work so what would you say to anybody who's in university and and confused and lost right now especially with COVID?
1: Well, I could only, yeah, and I could see how confusing it could be. I feel sorry for my daughter who started at McGill um, and has no social life. It's, it's disgusting. Like, that's where, if anything, I, I didn't party too hard at McGill, but I, I went to McGill, and I had a great time. I met people. Uh, I used to have fun at the library. We used to hang, and then we'd go eat, and then we'd study, and then we'd meet. Let's meet in an hour. We meet in an hour. Anyway, you have none of that right now, which sucks. Um, but yeah, it could be confusing. And let me say one thing. I don't think you have to make a decision today. How old are you? 21? 20? Uh, 22. 22. I don't think you have to make a decision today as to what you want to do. You're too young. When I say too young, I mean the way things work in life, unless you take on your parents' business, um, is you get exposed to different experiences according to what life is dictating at the time and you learn from there and you sway. It's like, you know, when you're in the ocean and then you see a little piece of grass in the ocean and it just sways with the the weight. It's the same thing. So when I got out of university, I was already at the telemarketing company Mm -hmm. and I thought, does this mean I'm going to be a telemarketer all my life? I was making great money, girls. I was making $75,000 at that age. I was 21 years old. And I said, okay, maybe it means I'm supposed to open my own call center. So I became an entrepreneur. I was an entrepreneur. And I, I thought I was going to law school. And so that wasn't happening. So what I did was I opened this telemarketing business. And then you heard the rest of the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the laws changed. I had to shut it down. And then suddenly I'm in real estate. And I loved it, and I did it well. So your life, it's like sliding doors, right? You're going to walk through And the path you take, live in the present, it's going to open up to you according to what you're thrown into. Um, So how did I get into the telemarketing business? I was working for this guy who made me the manager. Remember, I was a lifeguard um, and I then went into working for a telemarketing company. Um, So that was very, very uh, pivotal moment for me, that moment there. I learned about business working for this gentleman. See, there's plenty of bad. See, I could focus on the shitty experience I had when I got into real estate, or I could focus on the positive experience I had with this other gentleman. His name, I will say, his name is Bernie Frommstein. This man taught me a lot. He doesn't even know he did. Believe it or not, he was a crackhead. He was a cokehead. But he was a good man. (laughs) He had bad habits, but he taught me great lessons. He taught me how to run a business because he promoted me to manager within like a month because I was great at sales. He taught me about cold calling. Remember, I have no idea that I'm going to become a real estate agent. I am in the present working for this man running a business with some other young people and we're running it for him. He's delegate, So he's teaching me about leverage. So he, he is teaching me and I teach others to do the same. So everything, so we have every element of the email. So we have the entrepreneur, the technician, I was the technician, and the manager. So we have all three and I'm learning this. I'm learning how to make money. I'm learning how to budget money because I was making a lot of it. I learned to pay my own rent. To live by myself for once. Mm-hmm. It was while I was working for this gentleman that I met my first husband. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna work for him forever? Guess what? Some people did. Some people were I heard someone was still working for this guy three years, not me. I used the lessons that I learned at that office, opened my own business, and then that opened the path up to me becoming a successful realtor. If I didn't know the skills that this gentleman taught me while I was running this business of his, I wouldn't be the person I am today because I'd have to say the cold calling was, was, was the number one thing that propelled my success.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. All these experiences you're going to go through right now, because you're graduating because you're distracted with university. As soon as university is over, Things will happen for you. Don't rush them and take it in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just do it. Mm-hmm. And you'll see what's going to happen. And this is where magic comes in. I believe in magic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't care what you want to call it, okay? The, the leaves will drop in the winter and certain hemispheres and then come back in the spring. Let life take its course. Don't mm-hmm. be stressed out. Anything you're interested in, Try it. You might not be interested in it after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And take your time. And yes, I am totally for working someone else. Work for someone else and mm-hmm. then do your own thing. Yeah, absolutely. Work for success. And don't work for free. The All these people want interns. intern, I never take them seriously because. Anyone who doesn't think their time is worth anything, I'm sorry. I don't believe in uh, Mm equity.
0: Pay me. Mm -hmm. Pay. I have bills to (laughs) pay. Whatever. My ass. Pay me now. It's interesting that you say this, Tatiana, because at the beginning of our call, you mentioned, you know, that you mentioned control, and you've mentioned it for a really short, like thirty seconds, and I thought that was interesting. You mentioned like. You like to be in control, but when we talk about this, you talk about uh, not yeah. necessarily being in control and That's and, and balancing it because you can't control everything. So whatever you can control, control it. But mm-hmm. you
1: can't control everything. So as long as you know that you're trusted. okay? You can't control everything. And I do believe in magic, and because I believe in NLP and the power of positive thinking and the secret, I believe that if you are living a life where you don't allow negativity. Um, to when in a way uh, positive affirmations, things will happen to you and it's like magic. When you know it's a good thing, it's going to be like an extra twinkle. Something weird is going to happen and you're going to realize this is what I'm supposed to do. Just like I had that weird feeling in my in my gut right before any negative thing i have i have experienced listen to it don't get distracted by everything around you and listen to your gut people don't listen to their gut, men women they forget they get uh lured by the dollar or whatever it is the the boobs or the the good looks whatever it is listen to your gut. Your gut is going to tell you this is wrong. Don't do it.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, for the good stuff. Oh, shit. This is working out. And if something meant to be, all doors will open for you. That is what I call magic. Yes. That's magic.
0: I did want to ask you if you had anything else, any last words that you wanted to say before we close off the podcast. Okay, so we live live on this planet. We don't know how long
1: that the universe has given us. Okay, so uh, don't wait. Take action. Do things now. You want to go to Hawaii and live there and attend your classes from a beautiful little apartment overlooking the ocean in, in in Hawaii? Go do it. Who's stopping you? Take action today. You want to open that business, Miranda? And give it a try. There must be something tickling your fancy. I'm sure you're not empty. There's something turning you on. Do it. Just do it. What's the worst that could happen? I had kids, I was married, and I still made it happen. You guys have nothing to lose, please. Take action. Do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. The worst that can happen is it doesn't work out and you move on to the next thing. Yeah. And don't question yourself. When it feels good, when it feels right, just do it. Just do where there's a will, there's a way, guys. And if you have any business questions, I, I know we spoke a lot about psychology today, challenges, emotions, and, but um, if you have any technical business questions, feel free to send me a direct message on
0: instagram at Catlondono. awesome thank you so much so we're going to close out the podcast now and i wanted to thank Very you well. for your insights and thank you for taking so much of your day so i wanted to thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on our podcast today i'd also like to thank our audience members for joining us and big shout out to the fail like a boss team um, behind the scenes for all their hard work on the team, we have Lauren Kiss, who is obviously our co host today and marketing director. We have Sarah Chong yen our executive director. Uh, Amena Bibi, director of marketing. Hannah Zio, director of marketing. Brianna DeSilvia, director of external relations. Harleen Berriana, director of external relations. And Zoe Pierce, also director of external relations big thank you to our listeners on the podcast we're so lucky and happy to have you um and we hope that you come again to our next podcast and you definitely give us a shout out to your friends and share our podcast with everyone who find value in it. that would be all for our podcast today again thank you so much thank you and you have yourself an
1: amazing life amen
0: Amen, thank you.